Kutvach, everyone. I'd like to welcome all of our listeners and viewers from Torah Time, as well as from Shasha Luminary and the WhatsApp chat. We're going to Chazer. So this past week, we finished, essentially, Hilchas Beis HaKnesses. We were started from the middle of Simen Kufnun Dalid, and we finished the Simen. We'll Chazer a few halachas. Here we go. So we'll start from Sif Dalid. The Mechaber said, Mitpachos Sefer Teresh Abalu. If you have a mantle of a Sefer Torah, I guess worn out. So what you do is, is you can make it for Tachrichen, for a Mace Mitzvah, and that will be the Gniza, that will be how you bury it. A mantle of a Sefer Torah is Tashmishe Kedusha. Tashmishe Kedusha require Gniza. You can bury it by making it the Tachrichen of the Mace Mitzvah. There's an interesting Machlekes here that Taz holds, that in general, when you have a Dover Shabbat or a Tashmish Kedusha, which is no longer usable for what it was always used for, you can now, instead of burying it, it's better to repurpose it for a lesser Kedusha. Which means that, not the shot, the best thing to do is put it in Geniza. That's like the, the, the worst, not the worst, but that's the, what you should do if you have nothing less to use it for. But if you have something of lesser Kedusha to use it for, use it for that. Magnavim argues, and others argue, and they say no. Once you can no longer use it for this level Kedusha, you can't go down, you have to bury it. And that's how we paskin, and therefore the reason why you would be able to use it for the Mace Mitzvah is not because, well, since we can't use it for the Sefer Torah, we may as well use it for a lesser Kedusha, for a Mitzvah at least. Rather, the Zuhi Genizasan, this is how we're burying it since we're going to bury the Mace, so this itself is a Geniza. Over here we spoke out in the Shira a few different things that are schoolies that people do, that are brought down in Halacha, where we're taking Dover Shabbat or Tashmish Kedusha and using it for something of lesser Kedusha, even though it would seem to be Shver, but for these Segulis, the Minig was that people did it. One example was brought down in Darche Tshuva in Yeridea Simon Kufai in Tess, is that the, an Ishamu Beres would wrap the Gartel of the Sefer Torah around her beten, around her stomach, in order for it to be a school, not to have a hapala, not to have a miscarriage, she would keep it there for the nine months, and then say they would return it and put it back in the Sefer Torah. How can you use a Tashmish Kedusha for a Dov Maguna like that? Well, that was the Segula, and that's brought down in Darche Tshuva, they would do that. Another, another uh, Segula brought down, this may be in the Pisgah Tshuva, is that Aisha, at the time of labor, when she's giving birth, they would take a Sefer Torah, they would put it in the room, or by the Pesach of the room, kiss teich kiss, so it wouldn't be Maguna, and they will use it there, put it there for a school to have an easy childbirth. Again, the same type of idea where you're taking an actual Darvish Abikdusha, not only Tashmish, but Darvish Abikdusha, and using it for something which would seem to be a Gnai or less Kedusha, but that was the school, that's what they did. Also brought down, and this, I actually, my father-in-law has the Ksav Yad of the Tshuva of the Ksav Seifer, and there was a friend of his that had to have uh, serious surgery, and they asked to borrow it to put it under his head, during the surgery, and this is brought down in the halacha, a skula, to take a sefer and put it under the head of a chayla for a skula for a refuah, and that is something which I myself saw this case where this person borrowed the sefer, the surgery was successful as far as I know, and that is a gula that people also do. We're taking a darvish a sefer, and you're using it like that, kacha, we do that for a we do these things. Next was sif hey. Sif hey discussed how to properly bury a sefer terror. You put it into an earthenware vessel. You bury it in the cover of a Tamil Chacham. Even if 
he just learned Mishnayis, he did not learn Gemara, you bury it in the kever of a Talmud Chacham. The Bir Alacha says, I did not see people do that, that's not the minute we bury it in a separate burial place at the edge of the cemetery, we don't bury it in the kever of a Talmud Chacham. Although there are some that still do that, the minute by most is not like that. Now, I did see, just brought down, in the Gesher Achayim, I saw it brought down, it just goes through there the procession or the procedure, how they would bury the Sefer Torah. It says over there, the Chabra Kadisha Matpelas Gambik Niza Sefer Torah, the Kisve Akadisha Balu, Vishanikru, Shakoivan Aisim Mesakaris. The Chabra Kadisha, they would be busy with the burial of Sefer Torah and Kisve Kadesh that are no longer usable. They would bury it in the cemetery. Once in every three, four years, they would put up posters, all Gabon of shuls, bring all the shameless that's no longer usable to the central burial area. And a special day, they would invite all their Abbanim and the Gedoidim and the Gabbam and the honorable people in town. Everyone should come for this big event at the central burial place. They would have, like, uh, I guess, a Leviah, sort of. And they were darshan about the covered Torah. And if there was a Sefer Torah that, uh, that was burnt, they would say how big of a tragedy it was that. This happened. Put it into an earthenware vessel. The other kisvegniza would go just in the bag. It wouldn't go in the earthenware vessel. The earthenware vessel is for sifritera and for mezuzahs and tefillin. They would have a large. I'm not sure if it sounds to me like a little festive, but not really. I wouldn't know if festive is the right idea, but a big entourage or procession. Sifritera under the chuppah. The gains in Isa Baakas and Maaris be Kirvas Batea Kvaris in Bishipuli Hartsi and Oyal Harzais, and they're buried in one of the caves or one of the uh, plots over there at the bottom of Hartsi and Har Harzaisim. So that was a hundred years ago, and or a little more than that, they were buried over there. But that was the procedure how they would bury the Sifri Torah. Now, they used to put it into earthenware vessel. Why into earthenware? Because that way it doesn't get ruined, it stays whole and safe. So these days we have plastic instead of earthenware, and plastic is does not really uh, disintegrate. That's why New York has banned plastic, because it clogs the oceans or whatever else it does. It doesn't decompose. So we could put it in plastic, and that would also uh, keep it bederach covered, and that's what we do. However, only the Sefer Torah itself, or, or, or Tanakh, or Mezuzos and Tefillim, they actually go in the Klicharis, or in the plastic. Your other Shemus, does not go, other Sifrikaitis do not go in the plastic box. So therefore, one should be careful. If someone has mezuzah they're putting into Seamus, don't put it into your bag with the rest of your papers of Seamus and your other Svarim, because there's different levels of Kedusha over here, how it has to be buried. And the guy who you're giving the bag to is not going to realize there's a mezuzah somewhere in there, and it's not going to get the proper burial it deserves. And the people taking your bags... Many times, the person that you're giving to Ere Pesach, he's not the one burying it, he's a middleman, and gives it to someone else, and each person is going to sort through them, they're only going to bury what has to be buried, they're only going to spend the money to do it in the proper way, things that really need it, and if you're going to have mezuzah slipped in there somewhere, they may miss it, and you should package it separately when you give in that bag. Now, 
The halacha here also says that if someone is ma'abed kisvei kodesh and they, they don't treat it properly and they burn it or they ruin it, they're over a lav le'sasan kein l'ashem le'kechem. Seems to be a shaila if it's isid deraisa. There are born on someone to say that maybe maybe by a tanach it's isid deraisa. But by other Kisve Kodesh, it's only the Rabbanon, it's a Shaila, the Deir Show number 30 talks about it, Ayin Sham, if it's the Raisa, the Rabbanon, but definitely not the right thing to do, to be Ma'abit Kisve Kodesh, uh, not treat them properly. Over here, in the Sif is where we took the opportunity to discuss the Halacha of how to dispose and properly treat newspapers, magazines, Yated, Ami, Mishpacha, Zman, different things like that, how to dispose and treat them properly. So we said the meaning was by many is that we wrap them up in plastic and we throw them in the garbage. Why is that so? There's different terror in them. If there's different terror, why is it different than this safer, which I would never wrap up and throw in the garbage. I'm going to put it in Seamus. What's the shot? So we said there four different svaras that we put together to explain the minig ha'olam. The first svar was Ramosha, Ramosha Nechuva writes that the entire halacha of Geniza is specifically for Tanakh, Tarshi B'Ksav. Tarshi B'Alpeh, really, we shouldn't write down in the first place. You have a hetter to write it down, but it never got the halacha that it has to have Geniza. That is only by Tanakh. Now, however, Ramosha said this is only if you're no longer going to use the the svarim, if you're still going to use them, they're still usable, then you, they still cannot be thrown out. However, if they're no longer going to be used and no longer ready to be used, then they could be thrown out. So your magazine, your ated, your ami, your mishpacha, once you finish with it, it's no longer going to be used. Ramosha writes, technically it can be thrown out. However, the catch is, he ends off the tshuva, I'll deny that the Rabbonim and Eretz Yisrael, or the Rabboni Svar, the Svardish Rabbonim are masking to me, and they were not masking. So, and as much as they were masking, this never became a kubble. And we do treat Shar Svarim, Teresh Peh, like regular Kisvekaitish, and we do put them in Shemus. However, it's a Tzirif. The next Svar is that a Sefer, before you use it, so if there was a Hasmana, Hasmana Milsihi, by Dusha. Even though by Tashmishe Kedusha we say Hasmana La Milsihi, by Idarashe Kedusha we say Hasmana Milsihi. However, that's only if there was a Hasmana. If I hand write a Sefer, Perhaps my kavana was with a hasmana, this should be used as a safer. Our svarim there are printed on the printing press. There is no hasmana there at all. Until you use it, there is no kedusha in the safer. And therefore, if no one read the divitera in the magazine, there would not be kedusha regardless because there's no kedusha until you actually use it. And that's another tzirif. The next tzirif is that it's printed and it's not written. And even though the Taz says that anything that's printed bitfus, you have to treat it with the proper kedusha. The first means when they used to like imprint it into the paper, and not like our laser printers, which are different. And as much as we do treat it like it has kedusha, but also with tzirif, that at the end of the day, it's only printed from the printing press. And the fourth svar we said was that as much as we wrap it up in plastic, so plastic does not is not does not decompose, and therefore it's sort of uh, contained. But they're covered. The the magazine never really gets ruined or destroyed because it's wrapped in plastic. Now, some of my brothers say you should put it in the recycling bin. Some say bedafka not. The reason why they say you should, recycling is more their cover than garbage. Others say fakar, the opposite. The recycling bin, they're going to recycle it. They're going to shred it up and recycle it. As opposed to the garbage, they're never going to touch it. They're going to squash it somewhere in some burial, some bury it somewhere and squash it, but it'll always be in the bag, and therefore it's their covered. And that's how it developed this minog, that we double wrap it, or wrap it once and throw it in the garbage. Now, it may not help to pay for it and give it to the guy in Arab Pesach because 
Again, it's a business. No one's going to bury something which they don't have to bury. And if they see it there, you never know. They may just throw it in the garbage. They'll wrap it and throw it out. The same thing you could have done without paying for it. Mitchila and Labdafka will help to or help is the wrong word. Labdafka will make a difference if you give it to the guy for if you pay for the guy, the shameless guy. He probably is not going to bury it. Now, for the same reason, we find people that bring into the bathroom. Uh, these magazines, what's the shot? How could it be? So again, well, the, if they don't, if it was never learned from yet, there's no Asmana, there's no Kedusha yet in those pages. Um, even if it was learned from, perhaps those pages are covered by the other pages, so it's not a problem of being in the bathroom. Different svaras that people use on, and Hanach Lamni Yisrael, different svaras that they use to bring into the bathroom, Ayin um, Sham. Fine, that is Sif Hay. Let's move on now to Sif Vav Zayin Ches. So Vav Zayin Ches discussed the concept of Tanai. Can I make a Tanai, or is there an automatic Tanai that would allow me to use a Dabr Kedusha or a Tashmisha Kedusha even for something else? And there the example given in the Mishnah Brewer was if you have the Ureus or Apostle Sefer Terah, you're allowed to keep it in the Aaron Kaidis. What's the reason? I, the Aaron Kaidis is Tashmisha Kedusha. How can you use it for the Apostle of Sefer Terah? How can you use it for a Pushka? How can you use it for the silver crown of the Sefer Terah? The answer is because lay bez and masna alem. Anything which is normal, accepted practice that everyone does is considered automatic. There's an assumed tonight that this could be used for that. And for that reason, we put the pushka in the Aaron Kaidish, we put the Apostle Sifritara in the Aaron Kaidish, and we lean on the bima, even though the cloth has a dintashmisha kedusha, we put down svarim there, we lean on it because that's lay bez and masna alem, ef shalizar, that's the way people do it. And therefore, it would be mutter. The Rachashokan speaks out, it's actually better to put the Sefer Torah in the Aaron Kaidish, the Apostle Sefer Torah. Burying it is Bidiyevid. We have nowhere to put it, so let's bury it in the ground in the Klicheres where it will stay in good condition. But if we have a temperature controlled safe, that's the best thing. So put it, put it there, put the Garta on the outside so we know that it's Puzzle. That's what the Rachashokan says. Another thing discussed over here in Sivvav, the Mishabru discusses Kedusha for Svarim, how to treat Svarim properly. Don't use Svarim for your personal benefit, don't use it to block out the sun. Don't use it to score. If you want to score lines in the paper, don't use it. If you want to uh, test your pen, don't test it on the safer. Sometimes if you write on the paper on a table, it doesn't come out so nice. You put it on another paper, it comes out better. Don't put it on your safer to write because that's a being, being mevaza the safer. Can you use the safer as a stender? So here we have machlekes. So if the safer was already here, and I take this safer, I put it on top of this, that's mutter the kuliyama. The machlekes tazamogan avram is if I... I put the safer, I take this and I put it over here in order to be my shtender, then the Taz holds that you can't do that, the Magnavar holds that you could, Mishabura seems to be mashman that you could, and Simen Shin Tezvav also over here, his mashma is that you could, that even if you move a safer here, since you're using it to help you learn, that would not be considered a bizarre, you would be allowed to use that, use a safer as a shtender. That was Sivvav. In Siv Yud Aleph, we discussed two halachas, the first halacha was that you, anything that was that was used for Avodah Zarah, you cannot use in the shul. And then the Mishaburah sort of segued into a discussion of, can you take a church and make it into a shul? The Mishaburah said over there, And the reason is the bias itself is never never. The gets goes inside word, but the bias not. However, in the Biralachi, he said that if they actually had Getchkas in the church, then you can't. 
But if there are no getchkas in the church, then the minig is the hakel. Ramosha writes in the tshuva, he's upset about this. He says, no, he thinks that it's aser to make a shul in the place where there was a church. It seems he's saying it even if there are no getchkas in there. However, he does say that if there's a shinoi, a panim chadashes, if his case was where it was kamat destroyed, had to rebuild it, but if there would be some level of a shinoi where you did construction in the shul, how much, you have to ask a rav exactly, if it's a how much construction has to be done to change over the tzura, then that would be a heter to make a shul where there used to be a church. The next halacha the Ramah spoke out was, can you accept donations from a mumer? Someone has a shul, can they accept donations from a mumer? So the this the background here goes the following. The, the, the Gemara says that a guy is allowed to bring a carbon and dar and and therefore it's Paschal in the Aradeya, he's allowed to give Donate it's a svarish ranks or an kaidish to the shul because you can bring a carbon you could be he can donate the svarish ranks. However, a mumar cannot bring a carbon and therefore he cannot donate to the shul. So a mumar cannot donate to the shul. So the term are the following. The first is the maram shik. The maram shik says that even though he can't, the why can't he give? Take it a step back. The Shach quotes my bit. The Shach in Yeradeh says, my bit says that that which a mumer can't bring a carbon, that's not a tzushal to donating toward a shul. A carbon he can't bring, but giving an arankadish to the shul, that's not a tzushal to a carbon, and he would be allowed to donate toward the shul. That's the shita of the Mabit. The Shavas Yaakov argues, and the Shabruah argues, and they pass in the Ramah argues, they pass in the Chumrah, but there is my bit who's mekel. The Maizah, the Shach brings it down, but the Mishabur is Machmir. Now, however, the Ramshik says it's far of the Hakal. He says that it only would be a problem if they give like a a Chetza, an Aram Kadesh, Svarish Ranks, tables, chairs, but to just give money that's Batal Baroy with the rest of the money, that would be okay. And that's what the Ramshik says if you have a $10 million shul, take a million dollar, million dollar donation from a Mumar, no problem. The next chapter is from the Chabina Rav and David Misharim. He says that since the only reason why he can't take a donation from a guy is because he can't bring a carbon, so well that's only by a shul, which is a mikdash ma'at, but a Talmud Torah, yeshiva, is not in a shul, a yeshiva, he can donate, so you could take his donation to a yeshiva. Zakar Moshe Sternbach, based on that, a Maradika Hetter. He said, if that's the case, if a yeshiva, you could take a donation because it's not a shul, so in our shuls, which are built out tonight, haraya, we eat and drink in them, I and all the halachas from Simon Kufnan Aleph, which we discussed, many weeks ago, that we eat and we drink in the shul because there's a tznai, so if that's the case, our shuls are not the real mikdash ma'at that are similar to the mikdash itself. So just because they can't bring a carbon, so that means they can't donate to a real shul, but our shuls which are out tonight, they could donate, and you would be allowed to take a donation from a mumar. However, he says, to put their name on a plaque in the shul itself, in the place where we dive, and that would not be appropriate, that would be a g'nai. So his idea was, if we're talking about someone who's coming closer to Yiddish guy, we don't want to turn him off. So make no names in the shul, all names in the hallway. Or some of our will say, well, they could donate the, the coffee room. And that way, they could have a name, but it won't be in the shul. Now, this is all mitzad halacha. Mitzad halacha, so we have a Mr. Sturmuk's hetter. And if it's a yeshiva, for sure you have the hetter of the of the Meisharim. And, and, and sticking with halacha, one more big kula here is not everyone is irreligious as a mumer. Famously, the Chazanish said that many people who grew up secular their entire life and they didn't know better, they're in the category of Tinex and Nishba, and they're not considered a Mumer. And therefore, we for sure could take their donation. 
And even someone who went off the derech as for shalom, the Mishabrua Simon Shinpei Hay says, if he would be embarrassed to be Mechal Shabbos in front of a Gadol, in front of Rebchaim Kanievsky, that's all, he's not considered a Mechal Shabbos for Hesia, he does not get the status of a Mumer. However, someone who is, who has the Azus to be Mechal Shabbos in front of a Gadol, and he has done it, he has been Mechal Shabbos for Hesia in front of 10 people, even one time already is a Shailah, perhaps it needs to be more than that, but one time is already a Shailah, and he's not embarrassed, even if there would have been other Gadol there, that person is a Mumer. And then we will not have his name on a plaque, even according to our Mishra Shervas Heter, the Irish Shul's Atnai, he will not be able to have his name on a plaque, that much most of our bottom say is too much. So, that is all Mitzat Halacha. However, Mitzat Hashkafa, there are many Rosh Yeshivas and Rabbanim who do not want to take donations for a shul or a yeshiva from someone who was not Shemir Shabbos. And the Goyin said a skula for Atzlacha and Yer Shemayim, I think I'm learning also, was that all the money for the shul should be only from people who are Shemir Shabbos. The Chafetz Chaim famously was not put on that, only to take money from people who are Shemir Shabbos. And Chaim Salavitchik used to say that if it's, almost, it's very hard, but if it was possible to only, only take money from people who are Shemir Shabbos, the the caliber of Tamini Chachamah and Yer Shemayim coming out of the yeshivas would be much greater. So Mitzat Halacha, we have different Eterim. We have the Heter of the Maram Shik to take the money and just uh, make a Bata Baroi. We have the Heter of, of the David Meisharim, the Shabina Rav, that for yeshiva would be okay. The Heter of Meisha Sturmbach, that for our shul, which are Al Tanai, would be okay to take the money. The Mabit himself is always Mekel. Hagan the Mishabur was Machmer. And we have many people who are, let's say, Tim Shanizba, or you have people that are. Um, there, there would be embarrassing Mechal Shabbos in front of Rechaim Kanievsky. So you have all different Eterim. In Mitzayat Ashkafa, there are many Rosh Yeshivas in Rabbanah that are very machbed not to take money from anyone who is not Shemar Shabbos. Obviously, there are times where it's necessary, and there are times where you don't have to take it. Everyone should ask Shaila. That was that. Okay, we'll stop over here. At the end, we finished Simon Kufnan Dalad. We'll see you tomorrow, Mitzah Shem, Sunday night. Back in Shul, Simon Kufnan Hay, a little mustard for three days. And then Hilchas Natila Sidaim on Wednesday. Everyone should have a wonderful week.